Travel friend, how are you? Carm here. Hey, uh, here's hoping for you and your family's continued safety as we continue to our new normal amidst these unprecedented challenges. And thanks for always tuning in to us as we have provided a steady flow of insights to help you grow as a leader and in business acumen. Now, each week, you know we continue to produce podcasts and videos to make this content library one of your most important educational assets. Have you heard? Check out our new weekly magazine-style show. I'm with Tom Ham live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Check out aftermarketweekly.com or the Aftermarket Weekly page on my website to watch every episode that includes a shop tour. A great friend, shop owner, and business coach, Mary Ann Croce, joins me in the Vision 2020 studio. That was the last live event I was to before we've been shut down. Haven't had a haircut even since then. She differentiated the roles Mary Ann did in, in the different skill sets of a tech from an owner. She explains the difficulty many have with personal growth and leadership when they go from technician to owners. So many buy shops and they try to get out of the bays and into the office. Now, Marianne is from smallbizvantage.com. She and her husband, Tony, also own Croce Transmissions in Norwalk, Connecticut. Find the talking points, good stuff for a meeting agenda for this episode with Marianne Croce at remarkableresults.biz slash E542. And as I started talking to customers and listening and understanding how we could best serve them, Mm -hmm. yet be profitable at the same time, all of a sudden, my purpose got bigger. Hey, hello, and thanks for hitting the play button. It's Carm Capriato, the automotive aftermarket podcast guy. We welcome a new support partner, Shopware. Now, you know, it's easy as one, two, three, one, two, three. Shopware's shop management system allows customers to review, approve, and pay for repairs. One, two, three, all in one place. Keep your staff and your customers safe while maintaining profits and keeping your customers happy. Learn more at GetShopware.com. That's GetShopware.com. I always look forward to Apex, but this year, I have to tell you, more so than ever before, here's why Apex is going to be, in my opinion, a homecoming celebration of industry colleagues, friends, and family reuniting after this time apart and together driving the industry forward. Think of the power of being there November 3rd through the 5th at the Sands Expo and Caesars Forum Conference Center in Las Vegas. Registration is open at aapexshow.com and also Repair Shop HQ is going to be a great new feature. Hey, it's survey time. Yeah, I just need four minutes, just four minutes of your time to help me help you. I want to know more about you and what you need from the Aftermarket's premier podcast. Simple, remarkableresults.biz slash survey. Four minutes. Thanks. And if you're not listening mobile and you're on desktop and you don't know how to go mobile, get yourself a free podcast listening app at remarkableresults.biz slash subscribe. Here's Marianne Croce, recorded Vision 2020. Hey, I'm at Vision 2020 in my beautiful studio here with my friend Marianne Croce. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Carm. Glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you. You're, you're such a great contributor to the podcast, so I, I thank you for that. When we were talking about something that we could do here in the recording studio, you come up with some really good stuff. Uh, by the way, Marianne, shop owner with her husband, Tony, in, in Connecticut, and also owns a company, Small Biz Vantage 
Com, and she's a coach and consultant and trainer, uh, automotive aftermarket. So cool stuff. It's always great to hear and share the wisdom of our uh, passionate and dedicated people that, uh, that all want to help ships rise, which is what we do here for a living. You know, I have this passion to, to get people to change themselves, to, to walk over the line of success, to learn how to do things. And I find is that there are people that are, if you will, just floating in a sea and, and you know, they're busy, they're doers. They're busy versus productive. And like you've said to me, Carm, they're worried about the tactics and they like to stay busy, but there's this whole thing called planning and strategy that so many are missing the mark on. Yes, correct. They are. Um, in this industry, we have a lot of owners who started out as technicians. And technicians are doers. They like to get things done. Right. They like to see things through. So that is their comfort zone. When you become an owner, it's a very different skill set that you need. And owners need a plan of what they're going to do. They need to look at their business as a separate I'm not a planner. Entity. I'm I'm just not a planner. And, and you know when we hear the excuses and we we watch the lack of success I guess from certain shop owners and they're struggling. They are on un, almost unwilling to go out and say let's go to a conference, let's go to networking, let's do let's do a webinar, let's read a book and move myself out from being uh, a, a person who loves to work with my hands and do things to a, a role of being a planner. And, you know, the thing is, okay, so I start my business. It's a year in. I've lost money. I'm, I'm nowhere near where I wanted to be. And now people are whispering in my ear that I have to be the CEO of the business and I have to make the phone ring and do all these things and hiring and worrying about this or that. This is what I wanted to be. The guy I worked for made so much money. He made it look so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he may not have made that much money, but right. you know a, a lot of a lot of people you know there's a little smoke and mirrors when it comes to that. How do we help uh, the person you know get out of? They're stuck somewhere in, in a gear. They're stuck in a gear. Yes, they are stuck. They're stuck in their comfort zone. It's what they know. It's what they've done. And to your point, you brought up a really good point about their perception, their mindset when they were a technician, their view of the industry industry, their view of the owner was making so much money yeah. or, you know, they weren't hundred percent sure of what the owner did. Yeah. Now they're in it. When I'm speaking with business owners, what I like to start with is what, and what I think is the foundation where you have to start. And this is an area that is not talked a lot about, I find within the industry. It's what I call the MVP. Mm -hmm. It stands for mission, vision, and purpose. Yeah. We all need a purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing every day? I love the whole purpose thing, and I think we've covered the MVP with you, not necessarily in depth on one of the podcasts that we've done. Maybe it was a Town Hall Academy. I've heard some people say that when you get a chance to share your purpose with your people, it's almost like, let me tell you why I started this business. For so many employees, they find that to be exciting to know what's going on. I'll work harder for this guy because I want to help him with his dream. But people don't necessarily know how to break that ice. Right. Well, they have to sit down and they have to figure it out for themselves okay. because something motivated them. Everyone can get up and go to a job and make money. Money is the result of what we do. You don't have to open a business 
to do that. But yet a lot of people will say, well, you know, it's the financial aspect of why. But there's something there deeper. And what I ask them to do is just dig a little bit deeper. What are your beliefs? What led you to this journey? Sometimes motivation was negative. Someone maybe said at one point that they would never be able to do this. Or someone said something to them that triggered some feeling of, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, I'll show them. Or it was something that they always wanted to do. Maybe they wanted to take on a family business, be that next generation that came into it. So there's things that motivate you internally. When Tony and I opened up our shop, the main thing that motivated me, my inner motivation was, I just didn't want to be another automotive repair shop. I really wanted to be a resource to our community. That's what I wanted. And that really motivated me. And it gave me a very different perspective Mm -hmm. and a different way of looking at my business. There's a big sense of purpose right there. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your shop. It goes beyond your shop. That's great advice. And so whoever's listening... If you are one of those people that we love to connect with, we want to help you with 745 plus episodes out there and just about any topic we've ever talked about. And and if this rings a bell, then continue to listen. But please go out and and, and listen to so many other uh, culture, business culture episodes that we've done that really share that story. But maybe that's, you know, we we always wish that we could just there's that one bam that that will push someone over to to reinvent themselves and to and to end up learning to be a better business person by study and becoming a student and and, and opening yourself up to other advice and information for example from a business coach well these skills could be learned they definitely could be learned and what people are surprised to hear when i talk to them is you're capable of this because you're already doing it You're already doing this when you start planning and going in from looking at a vehicle and saying, okay, I have to test it. I have to see what's wrong with it. I have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with a strategy on how to do that repair. And then you play it out. Then you get to the tactics. I love it. And let's have a fun exercise. I am a three-year shop owner. I'm really, uh, I'm okay. Things Things are okay. I'm not making any money struggling paying my bills and they know the theme of the podcast has been you know we've got the stuff the juice to help you get to the next line but how do i really start and i love the idea that you and i were talking about is how do i fill in the blank and maybe if we're we're hunting for sales and we need to drive the top line maybe we says how do i grow sales maybe my counter's not closing enough deals how do i close more sales how do i cut costs how do i build a good business culture maybe part of the the answer to everyone is i don't know where to start i'm overwhelmed and if you break it down as to how do i you start with you yeah well, you, you start with you, but you also start with the problem that you think you have and concentrate on that one problem. How do I grow sales? Go out and get as much information as you can. Absolutely. Uh, and to learn how to do that. You may have 25 how do I's listed on a piece of paper. You're not going to tackle them all at once. It's overwhelming. And you tackle the one that maybe you don't know a lot about or the one that will really fix your main problem. How do I? Absolutely. You start there. 
the problem that you're having. When business owners are in different stages, there's going to be a challenge that they, the challenges that they face in that stage of business. So as you were just saying, if they're struggling with their marketing, then their sales, then they have to be going and getting help for that. And you told me, Carm, it's about a lack of confidence mm-hmm. that they need to overcome in order to fix that problem. But like you talked a few minutes ago, these are tactical items. How do I do this? How do I do that? Tactics. But before you really jump into all that, you got to have the plan. You got to have the strategy. You have to have the plan. Yeah. Absolutely. So when a shop owner is struggling with sales, for example, we look at that and we say, okay, what's going on? What's the process? And when you dive a little bit deeper, the challenge may be, who are you actually marketing to? Who's coming into your shop? Is that customer that's coming in your ideal customer? Or are you marketing to everyone out there? And then when that customer comes in, there's somewhere along the line, whether it's a shop owner themselves or they have someone else at the front counter, is struggling with those sales. Because we don't have an alignment there. There's not a good fit. So going back to if you understand what your purpose is and you 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 have that vision for the future, what happens is everything else becomes very aligned. Your marketing becomes very clear. Your messaging becomes very clear. And when you're talking to people, you have confidence at that front counter. Life as we know it has changed. Now, through it all, your work remains essential to moving the world forward, and your community has never been stronger. And that's one of the many reasons people turn to Apex. And this year, there's even more for shop owners and technicians, including Repair Shop HQ, a shop demo area featuring six bays that simulate a real shop environment, a dedicated tire section, and two new training theaters. Apex is there for you. They're shedding light on new innovations, sharing insights on efficiency and effectiveness, delivering hands-on training, advocating for access to vehicle data, and being your voice for the industry. The key to staying ahead is joining your community at Apex 2020 to reconnect. Now, we're all in it together, and together, we'll move ahead. The dates, November 3rd through the 5th at the Sands Expo and Caesars Forum Conference Center in Las Vegas. Register right now at aapexshow.com. I hope to see you there. Hey, today's pandemic is causing so much stress and uncertainty for everyone right now especially shop owners. Now, how do I make sure that my staff and my customers stay protected while still moving cars through the bays? Contactless service is our new normal, and having a shop management system that not only supports this, but actually helps your business thrive through it all is key. Shopware's digital workflow with remote pay will provide that solution for you. Amy Matnett from Auto Craftsman recently commented on social media, and I quote, I can't even express how grateful I am that I jumped on board with Shopware on January 1st. Would have never guessed that I would be the only one writing service at my shop as I haven't worked in the shop for the last 15 years. But she goes on and says, I'm running my shop nonstop every day with Shopware to help me not only get the job done easier and faster, but am totally wowing my customers. End quote. Hey, if you want to wow your customers too, request a demo at GetShopware.com. We were also talking about the fact that uh, we we have to have the right mindset and, and have to build and have our beliefs. And people are comfortable living in their core values and beliefs, but you've got to be able to state what those are. Absolutely. 
is it really starts on the purpose it starts on your core beliefs you cannot like you say uh, how do i market well you have all these building blocks if you will the foundation of the, of the building in play now you can answer a lot more questions on how do i market how do i improve sales yes because like you just said is is the right customer coming in and if not what can i do about it we know one thing for sure there's an awful lot of help out there in our industry i think we have one of the most unique industries with coaches and consultants and social media people i mean there's a ton of help available and it's good help and it's caring help and it's help that i don't i haven't met a coach or a consultant or a trainer in our industry that doesn't have an altruistic you know yeah they earn a living doing this coaching industry but frankly they want to see people succeed be successful absolutely and that's part of why they're doing what they're doing it's their purpose it's what drives them Let's dig a little deeper in, you know, I'm at my counter, I don't have the faith or the belief in me, and I succumb to doing things that I shouldn't do, and my business suffers for, for it. Right. Uh, discounts, I'm not charging for diet work and stuff, because I, I, again, you said before, you know, the confidence, yeah. you can't, you can't get it done. Right. So that's what, if someone's not confident at the counter selling which is serving, serving the best interest of that customer that yeah. comes in. Mm -hmm. If they're not confident, then they'll go to those types of what they think of our tactics to get the job. Well, here's the story that I'm hearing from the customer, so let's discount the work a little bit. Or, you know, well, we'll, we'll go out and we'll test the vehicle, but we're not going to charge for that. I can't possibly charge for that because I heard what the customer was telling me. Your business is there to serve your community. If you're not profitable, you won't be there. Your business also needs to be sustainable. You have to think of what your business is going to look like five years, ten, down, 10 years down the road. And if you're not paying your bills, if you can't hire people, you, you are not an asset to the community. You're not there for them. And in most cases, when I talk to shop owners, that's really what they want to be. They're looking long-term. They're looking there to serve people. So they can get stuck sometimes with some of their own beliefs. If they've ever gone through a hard time in their life and they're hearing a customer talk about a hard time, that emotion kicks in. Well, let me help them out. So their heart is in the right place. They feel like they're serving their community, but yet what's happening is they're not serving their business business they want to make an impact that's the word that we're looking for here but by not charging they're they're not making an impact got it, it i i don't know about my listener our listener but i keep hearing you say impact community purpose i mean is this the core building block of transition and getting out of struggle mode well, yeah, it, it really is. Um, understanding why you're there and communicating that with your team will find that you'll align yourself with team members yeah. that want to be part of that. Yeah. Customers that want to be part of that. Customers see you as a resource. And all of a sudden, your confidence starts to build because you know why you're doing what you're doing. Many people will say, oh, well, you know, I want security for my family, yet they're giving work away. So 
we have also we have two things there that aren't in a line. If you want the security, why are you giving work away? This is a kind of a deep dive is what I call it to go in and, you know, ask yourself that question. What really motivated me? What motivated me internally to do this? When we're out of an alignment with that, we feel it in our business. You know, I can't help but ask this next, next question. What, when, when you see this transformation happen, what does it do for the client? Oh, light bulb moments. It, light bulb moments are absolutely wonderful. Years ago, when we opened up our shop, what my biggest core driver for me was we wanted to be a resource to the community. Okay, that sounds great. But as I marketed and as I started talking to customers and listening and understanding how we could best serve them, mm-hmm. yet be profitable at the same time, all of a sudden my purpose got bigger. Now I wanted to help and develop team members. Now I wanted to share what was working in our shop with other shops. So it grew. Then I wanted to start saying, how can I support and give back to this industry? Because I was meeting so many great people in the industry that were a little bit stuck. So what happened was my purpose grew. And that's when we started getting involved with schools and doing career night and letting people know. So what happens, this purpose has a whole... It has a life of its own. Once you start with it, you start to see opportunities that were in front of you the whole time, but you just didn't realize them. Right. I totally get it. I asked that question. I knew the answer to it because that's what we continue to talk about. But I think you nailed it. Once once you see that purpose really having an impact on your business and on the people that come in it, that work with it, that, that buy and serve and, you know, they become customers, clients, friends. It's almost like, okay, I've got a good location. I've got some really good people. My equipment's okay. We could probably up, do some upgrades. And it's not all bad. I mean, my, my point is, is if I'm struggling and I, I, and I can't seem to make some really good decisions, one of the things that I always love to do is to build a T, the T chart, you know, the good and the bad, or however you, you know, you balance your books, you know, or you, you balance your checkbook. And these are all working for us and these aren't. And, and figure out, and, and if you put purpose up top, and you know that, that that purpose, if you will, is the umbrella for you know everything that's good, and and it's it's of course whatever whatever isn't. And I guess what we're trying to do right now is to help someone figure out how do I start reinventing myself and, and growing and changing my struggling business. What's working? What's not? Figure out your purpose, put it up there, and then ask yourself the question: If the clients are great, do they understand what you're there for? Do you, does your team understand what you're there for? And rally the troops around the business culture and the purpose of the business. Do you have a customer creed, an exceptional customer? You know, the people are going to come in here and have the best customer service for the worst day of their life, having to fix their car, go to a root canal versus, you know, getting a, getting my car fixed. These are pain points for them. How do we solve those pain points? Instead of looking at your business from your perspective and saying, my customers don't value what I do, or I can't raise my labor rate, I can't charge enough. If you look at your business from the point of the customer, 
what is the customer's problem? What is their challenge? They need their vehicle repaired, but they want a warranty. They want loaner cars. They want convenience. All of these types of things, when you sit down and you look at it from your customer's vantage, from their point of view, all of a sudden it makes it easier to say, we're here to serve them. We're here to set up our business and our model to be there for to best serve our customer. When we start telling our customers our problems and our business, oh, that part didn't come in. Oh, that, you know, I had my tech was out today. What we're doing is we're unloading our problems onto our customers. We should never do that. If you went into a restaurant for a dinner for your anniversary or, you know, special day and a celebration and you went into a restaurant and the the wait staff came up to you and started telling you, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, this is broken or uh, we're short staffed or I'm trying to manage all these different tables. It would change your whole experience of why you went there. So we shouldn't be doing that to our customers. That should be something, as you pointed out, if it's something they're struggling with, then they need to go in. If it's operations that they're struggling with, then they need to go in and get help with that. I like what you just said, and I and I wrote down this, a five-star versus a three-star review. <laughs> I mean, you know, you say, well, listen, I want to stay at a five-star hotel. Um, you get there early, they usually have a room for you. You know, there's, there's never an excuse. I'm sorry, sir, you can't. We don't know, we don't know that the help didn't show up and there, there, there could be, you know, facility, uh, logistics problems, why the rooms aren't ready. But a five star hotel always finds a way to get it done. And a five star review comes to you only because you always found ways to, to have the greatest experience in the world. No matter how tough it was to do the job and to get it done, the people responded. Somebody's off sick today. Wow. We, we rode 20% more than yesterday with, with one less person, you see. And those are, those are the differences between those, those reviews. And that's another thing. Maybe what is and isn't working is that maybe you're not getting the kind of reviews and find out why. Right. That's just a symptom. Yeah. If you're not getting good reviews, that's a symptom. Right. So then you have to dive deep into those reviews and really read them and appreciate that feedback, not not take it personally, but actually appreciate that yeah. feedback and see what you can go in and you could approve. Well, I hope that this little discussion that we had will help just one person, just one. Send me, send me and Mariana an email that said, hey, this was, this was cool. I learned some things and, and I think I'm going to make some change. And, and, you know, that's what we're here for on the podcast is to help people, you know, who maybe don't do networking like we're here at Vision doing uh, to do it on a private private basis. I, I I was at an airport a couple of weeks ago and I was walking by the bookshelves and I always do that. Don't ask me. The bigger airports have the bigger books and stuff. And I bought a book called The Gift of Struggle by Bobby Herrera. Uh, Life-changing lessons about leading. Uh, I will tell you all, it's a small, short read, uh, 156 pages in a tiny little book, and it is fabulous. It's guy uh, uh, learned an awful lot in his life, and he wrote a great book, Bobby Herrera, The, the Gift of Struggle. I'll have, it, I'll have it up on the books page on the website. And uh, so, so tell us uh, the, the, how people can get in touch with you, Marianne. They can get in touch with me at smallbizvantage.com. There's some free resources on that page. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they can email me and uh, contact me with any questions or, or just a chat. You write a good newsletter. I get it every week. Oh, 
Yeah. Thank good, you. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Very, very, very good intuitive things that you that you observe, and and then you write about. So uh, life's life's lessons, things yeah. that happen yeah. every day, and incorporate them. I mean, business to me, businesses grow when when owners and leaders grow. That's where it starts. That's a perfect end of this episode. Marianne Croce, thanks for being here. Thank you, Carm. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.